Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Alberta Filmmakers Podcast. I am here with uh, another Story Hive team. Thanks for tuning in. This uh, this film, uh, this project is called A Red Pill. Yes. And uh, introduce yourselves for the audience. Uh, so I'm uh, Dan Olson, a.k.a. Foldable Human on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'm from Alberta. Yeah. And I'm Kara, a.k.a. Kara Artem. That's it. Kara is not on Twitter. Kara who is not on Twitter. <laughs> no, oh, I see. I, I've always been told that my, my handle should be Twitterless Kara. I, uh, I, yes, I yes. just, uh, I was thinking about it on the way over here, and I realized that if you want to abbreviate Kara, who is not on Twitter, it becomes Kara Why Not. W I N O T. Nice. Who is not on Twitter? Why not on Twitter? Why not? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> so, my understanding is that this round of Story Hive opened up a new uh, genre that a you new could category, create a yes. create a film in, and I believe you guys have taken advantage of that. Is that right? Yeah, we did. Uh, basically, we thought, well, I should take a step back. Originally, no, we were going to go with a very dramatic yeah, standard it was narrative. A- oh, okay. Uh, kind of thing, but after a, a night of brainstorming and just d- you know dissolving different ideas, it turned out that experimental was the way to go. Nice, yeah, because we we had a script that I had written most of back in the spring, um, and as we were sitting and going, we we sat down and we we pounded our heads together for a night on uh, on budget and logistics and all of this, and we realized that one. $10,000 dries up real fast. Really does, if you're it paying really everybody. Does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, you're, if you're paying everybody. Mm-hmm. And that, that was one of the sort of, like, from a moral, ethical standpoint, we absolutely wanted to, it's like, okay, that was sort of our thing. Like, we pay everybody. For sure. Um, it dries up really fast. And also, the script called for a lot of outdoor sequences. Right. And we realized that just due to the timing, the 10-week turnaround on Story Hive, mm-hmm. that that would mean shooting all of these outdoor sequences in, in the, mid-November, the dead of winter, like yeah. mid-January at the right. latest. It's like literally like the coldest four weeks of the uh, yes. of the year yes. when you have the least light as well. So it's like, all right, you've only got about four hours of usable daylight right. anyway. So that's gonna, And that's going to be a challenge for everybody. Yeah, yeah that, that's no really going to be yeah. a challenge for everybody in this, uh, in this round. So we decided to, we we got radical and just completely reimagined our uh, reimagined the project, sort of starting from a same um, thematic base, but moving it uh, in kind of a different direction. And actually, it spun out of a, a sequence that we had planned for the original, and just sort of said like, "Well, hey, what if we took that sequence and just kind of exploded it into its own thing?" Nice. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So. How many other experimental projects are there in the in that category? I've only ever seen two okay. while scrolling, but I right. haven't looked through all the entries. Yeah, um, it's I, I haven't looked through everything. I've I've heard of a couple others. Um, the thing is, I mean, when you're looking at the Story Hive front page, you kind of need to like actually go into mm-hmm. every project in order to find out what it is, unless they've made it like super obvious what kind of a right. thing. It is, and the experimental ones blend in a lot with the narrative. The documentary stuff tends to stand out well, right. yeah. Um, you know that, but the the experimental really blends in with a mm-hmm. lot of the narrative sure. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You guys' poster is really cool, actually. So, so what is the the project then? It's a little bit more hard to define, it, right. but uh, but what exactly would you be making with <laughs> yes, this ten thousand? That's there's the big thing that, that we've learned is the uh, the challenges of pitching yeah. uh, experimental video or, or just any sort of experimental kind of really more art focused or ephemeral uh, kind of kind of project uh, what it is 
<laughs> so because here's the thing so when you're dealing with uh when you're dealing with kind of an art project you've got a couple different layers that aren't necessarily as cohesive as when it's narrative like right. when it's narrative you can always pitch on just like well hey here's the story here's the hook yeah. here's the hook yeah. mm-hmm. um with art you've kind of got a couple different hooks like we've got a technological hook which is you know uh technique and sort of this you know that it's this big continuous shot and that is making use right. of kind of like you know uh, uh a a visual layering as it's kind of this, this one big shot that starts in like mm-hmm. super close up and then it pulls back and you see more of the uh, more of the scene and just kind of as it keeps pulling back more and more of this this big space uh, reveals itself. Mm-hmm. So, but how experimental are we talking here? Like, are there people in it, or is it? A yeah, there would s- be yes. one okay. character okay. in it. Yeah, okay. but I think the best way to try and explain that the setup or what the visual is yeah. is that it's a it's a film portrait. Basically, yeah. it, it's kind of just revealing more of the painting as you move back. Right, and there would be a kind of a, a parallel story that is done through voiceover. That sure. Would, go with it of okay. course to give more explanation to it cool uh but yeah that's how i kind of explain it yeah there's there's a really heavy audio component yeah. and then mm. and then all of that it's like oh, okay well when you describe all of that that is sort of this portrait sort of thing um you know it's it's a moving portrait yeah. uh, it's a motion portrait it's oh, it's got a heavy audio component but then it's like okay well what is it about and then that's a yeah, whole right. a whole other thing this uh this sort of red pill reactionary movement that we've been seeing increasingly on the internet mm-hmm, that is rooted mm-hmm. kind of deeply like it's entwined into a lot of questions about uh about race about masculinity mm-hmm. about uh about gender as a whole what so you're we're talking experimental from a storytelling perspective but what about behind the scenes are you guys sharing some of the duties are you kind of collaborating or is it are you following kind of some of the roles right so i think we're following more traditional roles when it comes to developing right uh this film mm-hmm. uh dan has definitely taken on more of a directorial slash writer kind of role and then i'm going to dip my toes into the producing side of things awesome um which is interesting for me because i'm more of a technical person right uh but yeah i again it was kind of just in the moment we we sat down and i'm like how about i what just are we gonna do? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sweet awesome so so i guess yeah like let's let's chat about what it's so it's so hard to it's easy to say this this is a short film about a guy who does this but because we don't really have as clear an idea and i think it's really not we're not when you're working this way you don't really know what it is until it's done right yeah and so i think i think i'm excited to see what you guys come up with um and would it be fair to say that whatever it is will kind of be open to, to interpretation uh yeah i mean obviously all all art is ultimately open to interpretation mm-hmm. i'm i've never been huge on uh on auteur theory uh by any means i think that in the in the end only audience remains right um but definitely like there there's still that question like from a creator standpoint about you know you do go in with a with a vision or with a with at the very least hopes and dreams and there's there is that self-questioning about like okay well how well did you manage to communicate those Mm -hmm. um so while things are open to interpretation the end product is not necessarily going to be like 
hugely ambiguous. Like it's 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 not going to be any ending of Sopranos kind of right, uh, right. kind of situation. Was like it is what you make it. <laughs> right. um, you know, there there is a kind of there is a tone um, that we're aiming for, though that tone is not necessarily. Um, damning like the okay so so the piece is it is a little bit more on the the dour side mm-hmm. uh it is a little bit more downbeat um because it is kind of rooted in a lot of a lot of negative emotions and a lot of negative kind of social trends the the whole sort of reactionary red pill environments that we're seeing crop up on the internet you know which are which are themselves rooted deeply in a lot of questions about you know race and gender and sexuality and you know a lot of them are are very very sort of toxic environments um filled with with a lot of anger and resentment and you know sort of misplaced violence right uh and and lashing out at at others and so there's definitely a component to it that is not exactly like a huge thumbs up at sort of the character portrait that we're painting right but at the same time uh i don't think it 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 is not intended to be pure condemnation there is you know even if you come out of it feeling um negative feel even if you come out of it feeling that it's like okay well this this portrait that we paint is not necessarily the greatest guy mm. there should still be a layer of empathy right coming mm-hmm. out of that it. it's like that you can understand how someone ends up in that mindset right even if you then look at that mindset and go you're a horrible kind of <laughs> you know you're you are kind of destroying your own life right, right. um by just lashing out indiscriminately at yeah 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 you. yeah yeah it's a, it's an interesting world that the internet has created in that in that reactionary you know there's yeah there are so many people with that mindset it seems like right now that's should kind of scary I, should i re-describe that or yeah 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 go okay, for it yeah. so i for for those who aren't um for those who aren't terribly familiar with it the the red pill refers to a a kind of a reactionary uh group cluster of sub communities that are cropping up increasingly on the internet that are principally uh, populated by sort of downwardly mobile, disenfranchised young men. Right. Uh, though, I mean, there's also a lot of middle-aged men and, sure, yeah, uh, yeah. and so on. But generally speaking, it's, it's it's guys who whose lives have not exactly gone great. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they are they're taking that disenfranchisement and and lashing out at principally at women at minorities mm-hmm. at um you know various sort of progressive layers of uh layers of culture that you know that they view as being the perpetrators of the ills or the, right. the reinforcers of the ills that they face you know the, right. the classic sort of naming of the red pill comes from a uh, a subreddit that it is okay i wasn't sure if yeah, that, that yeah it has nothing to do that, with the matrix is, right. Right. Well, and that's sort of the thing is that what it has to do with the matrix is that they view themselves as holders of some unseen truth gotcha you know that as right. neo took the red pill and was awakened to you know the reality mm, mm-hmm. of of you know that that in the matrix humanity is all puppets mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, of this this machine world and they view themselves as being you know that 
that enlightened space right. that they have some living some outside tap. of that false yeah, yeah. yeah. that right. they have some tap into the true right um which of course is a thing that everybody likes to believe about themselves of course yes uh we all like to believe that we are privy to some some <laughs> yes. broader perspective about the universe than and we have to convince at. everyone else that yes. it, that's what's yes. going on yeah. exactly. um the problem is that in this case a lot of their uh, a lot of their claims are kind of demonstrably false right and are rooted and expressed in hostility mm -hmm. anger in violence well right. and, and destructive even destructive yeah. very yeah. very toxic very destructive yeah. very uh, misanthropic highly misogynist often quite racist um and you know so it's it's like hey even if you did have a valid point which in a lot of in a lot of cases like kind of they they tend to miss a lot of the more uh, right. the more value points. They're like shoot past it, um, and there is a lot of this habit of if they do stumble onto a an issue that could be explored better, it's often only used as a cudgel against their favored targets. Right. So you know a lot of times it'll be it's like okay, well there are a lot of issues in society that do asymmetrically impact uh impact men mm -hmm. um and there are a lot of issues with the way that men are conditioned from childhood like the way that we are we are coded uh and uh, i don't want to say programmed to behave but you know the the messages that are programmed into culture into uh television and books about like okay what makes a real man mm -hmm. uh, how does a real man hold himself how does he behave what kinds of emotions are appropriate for men to express what kind of vulnerability and in a lot of ways we're seeing that you know the phrase is sort of toxic masculinity mm -hmm. that you have masculinity as a whole as a social construct uh and then there's all of these attributes that fit in with that and some of them are actually really positive mm -hmm. you know a lot of in fact most positive most traits that we consider to be positive are coded masculine like think of the boy scout traits honesty mm -hmm, duty mm -hmm. respect um but integrity. then you've, integrity yeah but then you've also got a lot of just like outright toxic ones that it's like okay well men you know the the cultural image of like oh well anyone you know if 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 a boy is dating your daughter you should have your shotgun ready because you got to be ready to like <laughs> confront him and yes. defend mm -hmm. you know not just like not just defend your family in kind of an abstract sense of like hey parents are responsible for their children and all parents want mm -hmm. to look after but a very violent expression of that mm -hmm. over you know almost insignificant slights right that it's like oh well that dating your daughter is something <laughs> that is worthy of being addressed with a shot right right um but so how does the project respond to that is that what mm -hmm. it is is kind of a response to that so it's sort of a portrait of that mentality okay um yeah. and how that mentality has become you know is is rooting itself into a the sort of new male psyche uh, because we are seeing an unraveling of a lot of these worse aspects of machismo. Right. We are seeing them being challenged in, uh, in culture with, you know, we are seeing things, even, even something like an Old Spice commercial that is saying like, hey, it is, it is okay to care about how soft your skin is <laughs> as a man. Mm -hmm. Like you are allowed to do that. <laughs> um, 
even in in segments like that but then you you're it's called reactionary because then they say that and go it's like no the old ways were the good ways and things were things were best back in this fictionalized version of the 1950s when men were men and they they ruled the roost and they won the bread and then they came home and drank their scotch and buried their feelings inside them and someday they died <laughs> right <laughs> so really we're wrapping that up in a four minute shot <laughs> all right and i and i suppose the experimental is kind of the only way to do that right yeah, yeah. yeah. so that's 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 great so uh, you know we should talk a little bit about your pitch video which i thought was very fun um you guys are actually very funny although i this is not a comedy in, in any <laughs> no, way but not at, all. <laughs> not at all no um, no, I think to set it up, it was basically I decided to go over to Dan's house one night, mm-hmm. not actually planning to to really know what we were going to do. Yeah. Uh, just go down into his little studio there and decided to stand in front of a camera and speak. And we spoke, and we spoke. <laughs> a lot. And you found, you found some great moments. Yeah, yeah. We, we had to we iterated on it a couple times and we were able to chop it down to a a Spartan yes. 60 seconds. Yes, yes. yes. Um, I think it, it we clock in at fifty nine and a half. All right, um, nice. Right on the dot there. Right on yeah. the dot, uh, and and yeah, it's well, it is probably tonally a mismatch with how the the end product would ideally look. Um, we feel that it kind of demonstrated that it's like you know that we've we've got some steez. Mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Well, and there was also too that we didn't necessarily want to try and explain what we were doing mm-hmm. in in a, in a sense, yeah. right? which is tough because you're looking as, for votes from people. Heard, yeah, yeah, you're looking for votes, mm-hmm. and as you have heard, there's kind of there's a, lot a lot going of on for yeah. sure, for sure. Yeah, and so it was kind of one of those things where we approached it like, what do we want to portray? Right. Well, one that we're proficient filmmakers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and then on top of that, we are fun. Like, sure. it, yeah. you know, <laughs> even though we're dealing with a pretty, you know, complex, heavy topic, mm-hmm. and depending on the person who, who perceives that <laughs> to begin with, uh, we want to show that we're capable of being human as For well, sure. right? Yeah. Like, so give a good balance to it. I, so I'm going to play the audio from the main pitch video, but I got to say the, uh, the the other one I love is the target audience one. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So be sure to go to the site, yes. vote for them, and watch those what did videos. What say in the target audience? I think, it was, I think it's just target audience. You. And that's it. And then the high five. seconds long. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I forget that we, we, we burnt through them so fast. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. people, like, people mention this. They'll say to me, it's like, oh, your hedgehog is so cute. I'm like, we put the hedgehog. Oh, yeah, that's right. And it's like, yeah, right. Yeah, somewhere in that hour of shooting. Yeah. I love how we pulled together the promo plan. Or the, what was it? Yeah, the pitch plan. The video. We were just, we were going at it over and over and over. And then just at the end, I'm like, I'm going to walk away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll see what happens. So here's the audio. Be sure to vote for a red pill on uh, StoryHive, and uh, thank you guys for being here. Thank, thank you. you. I love. I've that. been I've been Dan for 33 years. You can be Dan. I'm Dan. I'm Kara. It's Tell a Story Hive season again, and I'm super excited because they've got a new category this year. Uh, it's about experimental film. Experimental video. So what are we asking for? We're asking for ten thousand dollars. Why? Because we need to hire people, and we need to build things, and we need swords. We need a lot of swords. Like big swords. What's our project called? It's called A Red Pill. Sweet. Yeah. Why should people vote for us? Because we're awesome. We are awesome. And we know what we're doing. We really know what we're doing. And what we're going to make is beautiful. So beautiful. It'll make your heart cry blood. It already cries blood. I know. High five.